You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. This is May 16th, 2021. We have a very crudely made uh, lower third. I just pasted the Fightful logo over the post-Raw show. I need to get our graphics team on that, but I've never needed a special graphic for this because this is the first show after a WWE pay-per-view that myself and Denise Salcedo have ever done together. Finally, Sean, I have no idea. I've been working with Fightful since 2019. Do I even have to tell you what year it is, Sean? 2021. And not even that. It's the fifth month in 2021, and I'm barely being brought on to a WWE post show. BTW, I have a secret between the chat and I that you don't know about. I saw it, Denise. You're still logged into our stream yard. You know what? We'll go ahead and plug that. Denise did her first solo show at Fightful last night as well. She covered Impact Under Siege. She did a great job. Uh, I even mentioned if we make one cent on those shows, I'm really happy because we weren't doing them before you did them. And uh, a lot of people showed up, Denise. Jimmy Van, you're welcome. Sean Ross Sapp, you're welcome. Uh, New Deal Denise has got some attitude about her. Well, guys, hopefully you all don't have some attitude about you because I enjoyed tonight's show, and I hope you all enjoy our show. Uh, We got plenty of stuff over at Fightful. Uh, So many shows, it'll make your head spin. So just check out our channel. Check out our podcast. I'm dropping interviews all the time, including Monday. I'm interviewing Johnny Gargano, so make sure you guys check that one out. Must be nice, Sean. Must be nice. I don't have an interview with Johnny Gargano. Must be nice. Well, you know what? If you did, I would wait like three days and let you put yours out first because I am, uh, I'm just such a nice guy. But you know what? If you all want to be nice, guys, leave us a thumbs up. That really, really helps us. After the show, leave a nice comment. That stuff helps too. But while you're here, Donate a super chat, kind of like WDB Mark did. He says, happy early birthday, Denise. It's my birthday in about two hours, May 17. Well, happy birthday, WDB Mark. But Denise has a documentary coming out tomorrow. I do have a documentary come out, coming out tomorrow. And I will tell you would, that. Would you rather it be a music video or, or like maybe? Yeah, uh, because a documentary, okay. like those are usually like tell all like secrets. And, you know, they reveal like the right. dark 
side of you like this is dark side of denise or what like i'm terrified about this documentary fine we'll, we'll do a, we'll, we'll do a music video tomorrow and it'll be a music video instead there you go it is now oh, changed. Change it? That, no, yeah, you can't change it. You promoted a documentary. You got to stick to your word now. No, I run the site. Flim Flam Mandrew says, "Like celebrities, wrestling deaths happen in threes. R.I.P. New Jack, The Miz. Oh my and John God. Morrison. Ah, oh, jeez, I should have read that in my head uh, before. Maggie, who joined our Twitch watch along, says, "I'm still not drunk. Make sure you guys check out Twitch.tv/slash/FightfulGaming." Uh, but please get those super chats in. Uh, there are some things to talk about. Mostly good, Denise. You think? I don't think it's all going to be good, Sean. I feel like mostly. For, the part, for the most part, for a pay-per-view that I wasn't expecting much out of, I was afraid we were going to come on here and be like, so WrestleMania backlash happened. But given that I had zero expectations for this show, it actually over-delivered. But I don't think that we're all going to agree on everything that actually occurred on this show. Well, you reserve the right to be wrong, so that's fine. Whatever. Let's go ahead and talk about the open of the show. Ricochet answers Sheamus's open challenge. And I love that like they couldn't even have Ricochet off of a win. Because he and Mustafa Ali went to a double countout on main event during their little program. But whatever. He is now billed as 217 pounds, Denise. Is he really? I, I'm shocked. He can't even be on 205 Live. Sean, so I think you're going to fire me now. Why? Did you you didn't, I know you didn't watch it. You didn't I watch didn't it. watch the pre-show. Dude, I thought the show was going to start at 5 p.m. today, and I thought the pre-show was at 4 p.m., so I tuned in thinking I was early for the pre-show, and I tuned in as the ending of the match was happening, and I was like, oh, shit, is this a replay? What's going on? And then I was like, wait, the pre-show started. So I'm sorry. I have no comments on this one. It's a good match. It was a good match. It really was. Ricochet doing all the Ricochet stuff. He does this great series, like a standing star press into a lion salt. And Sheamus won with the bicycle knee, which he's been doing a lot more lately. And, and I, I really appreciate. But Denise, what do I always say about Sheamus? How do they book him? I don't know what you say. What do you say? I always say it. It's always the same thing. He, he bullies people. He gets hit in the face. And then he goes, I'm mad. Well, let me tell you, Denise. Seamus is mad. And why is he mad, Denise? Guess. I don't know. He's mad because. Okay. Give me something here. I didn't watch the pre-show. I know. I know. I wanted you to guess what possibly happened. He knocked out Ricochet and pinned him, right? Ricochet's looking at the lights, eyes wide open. Next thing you know, Ricochet goes all Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather, got your hat, steals his hat, and his robe, and runs away with it laughing. Are you serious? Yes. So Ricochet's like, ha, 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 I know you just knocked me out and pinned me, but I got your hat. Well, I guess if you're having an argument and you're like five years old, you might as well take someone's mm. play toy. Un- like, you know what? I'm not I'm not too bad that I missed this pre-show. I'm pretty sure we're going to see this match about five times on Raw. Yes. So You're I, right. I, in the end, I'm going to watch it a million times. <laughs> uh, well, Ricardo Holt says, this show is better than I hope, makes me happy. It made me happy, too. I had a good time watching this show. Bryant, he says, what a fun show. Had so much fun interacting with you guys on the live blog. Thanks for sending me the link to become a YouTube member, Sean. Yeah, you guys can join down below. You get some some nice little graphic gimmicks and stuff. But every pay-per-view, 
uh, my live blog and discussion where I'm hanging out talking to people is uh, up on FightfulSelect.com. And if you didn't notice, we changed our Twitter handles. The former Fightful Wrestle is now just Fightful. The former Fightful is now Fightful Select. So uh, go give those a follow, my friends. And 69 Names Deegan says, Backlash was a perfectly mediocre show. I'm happy to be here for a live Fightful review. Can't wait for Denise's documentary. Well, now 69 Names Deegan, you can't wait for Denise's music video because she demanded it. You can't do that, Sean. I did not demand anything, and the people here know that. They said I was afraid of the documentary, but I didn't tell you to change it. okay. okay. Are you having second thoughts on how? Oh no, no! I'm gonna, I'm gonna embarrass you. You weren't confident about this documentary that you created. Let's be real, Denise. We have seen what music videos that I create look like in the past, and they're really good. Ah, nobody likes false advertising. Nobody likes cards subject to change. Okay, now you got to stick to the documentary. Look at this. Look at this. Valab is sitting here saying, "Where is it? We'll see tomorrow." Cyclops says Ricochet is the biggest dork on Raw, bar none. Damn. I can't necessarily say I disagree with that, though. Well, based on everything that they've been doing with him, though. Somebody was like, well, why would he want to steal Seamus's hat? And I'm like, have you seen the hats that he wears? Of course, he would want to. He would want that. Like, They're terrible. You're a fan of the hats? No, no, no. I'm just saying that I could see Ricochet wanting that hat. I mean, this. Yeah, you gotta get rid of it. That's what I would want. Damn, Denise. I'm sorry. I never liked the hat. That looks really silly. What Seamus's? Yeah, I was never. I'm not. I'm not saying that I like it, Denise. I'm saying Ricochet would. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what I did like, Denise. I like this opening triple threat match. This women's Raw women's title match. Those. Those uh, chemistry issues that Oscar and Rhea Ripley had are either gone. Or Charlotte fixed them because, holy crap, they were all over the place here. They were going like 200 miles an hour. We saw the Charlotte moonsault. Uh, they did the double superplex instead of the Tower of Doom, which I really appreciate. And that finish, just teasing, finishing moves. And, and Asuka going in and out of the Asuka lock and transitioning and countering. I thought this was a blast, Denise. This is one of the best women's matches of the pandemic, I think. This was definitely a good match. And here's the thing, too. For several reasons, I enjoyed this match. So first and foremost, I want to start off with Rhea Ripley. We've been on here on our Raw shows talking about how her run has been lackluster. It hasn't necessarily been anything amazing. And, you know, we've all talked about little things that they could probably fix and do differently with Rhea Ripley. So to me, heading into this match, I was like, okay, Rhea Ripley here is going to have to come out looking really strong from this match because this to me kind of felt like a test where if she didn't actually have a good match, I felt like it was not going to be a very hopeful look for her in terms of moving forward as a champion. So to me, this match honestly had to be good. Or if not, I was going to start thinking, you know what? Maybe putting the title on Rhea Ripley wasn't the greatest idea. However, after this match, even just like the first uh, portion of this match, like the first couple of minutes, we saw her and Asuka go at it. And in those couple of minutes, we saw... Uh, so much better than what they had been doing previously. Their WrestleMania match, their last match that they had, those few minutes at the beginning of the match were probably the best that we've seen so far from them. I thought that Charlotte, we already knew that Charlotte and Rhea Ripley obviously had good chemistry with one another, but today was just further proving that there was a moment where Rhea Ripley was literally just getting Charlotte with a bunch of like knees to the face. I absolutely love that. I thought that was phenomenal. And 
in the end, I really ended up liking this match. All of them punching each other when they were all on their knees in that like triangle. I really enjoyed that. I mean, there were several moments in this match that I thought were really, really good. And this was definitely what Rhea Ripley needed. And also, I love the fact that she actually got the win with her finisher. And it sort of also protected Charlotte because Charlotte had gone for that kick on Asuka. And she sort of like that momentum from that kick ended up like sort of eliminating her from, from the match. So Rhea Ripley was able to use that to her advantage i love that i thought it was a great finish and it was better than her essentially winning you know out of a roll-up or something like that i could have done without Rhea after the match being like nanny nanny boo boo stick your head in doo-doo doing this gimmick nanny nanny boo boo stick your head in doo-doo yeah (laughs) she was telling charlotte to stick her head in doo-doo and i was like come on Okay, so Sean, one of those, like, come on. No lie, unrelated. Yesterday when you DM'd me the pig and shit thing, I was like, what the frick does pig and shit mean? Never in my life have I ever heard that saying, ever. So last night, guys, Denise and I were talking about the success of her first Impact show. And as I mentioned, we didn't cover those Impact monthly specials before. Like, we did on the Weekender, but not on Fightful. And when we were constructing Denise's new deal, it's like, well, you know what? Denise can cover those. She's good at it. She can carry a show on her own. And I said, if we make a penny more than what we pay her, that I'd be happier than a pig in shit. What do you think a pig hangs out in all day? Look, it's just not that is being heard here. Okay. I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Have you ever heard as nervous as a cat shitting razor blades? No, never. Somebody says somebody's been watching Tosh.0. I have never watched that trash. I do not like I, I think I've maybe watched five minutes of it. And then I was like, I ain't never watching this again. No, thank you, friends. Uh, Chris Williams says, so glad you can now rewind and fast forward on Peacock. I couldn't. I didn't even try, so I don't even know. I can't add to this. Damn. Bezo Banks says, also meant to add this match. Um, but uh, two, yes, it did. This was a great way to set the tone for the show, especially for Denise, who didn't watch the first match. Also, Sean, so I tweeted on Twitter that (laughs) I tweeted on Twitter that (laughs) Rhea Ripley needs to turn babyface. Okay. And I kid you not, Turns out that nobody really knows what the hell no. Ripley is. Is she a baby face? Is she a heel? I posted a poll that got over like a thousand, like a thousand votes, right? And 69% of the people, almost nice. 70% of the people said they did not know whether or not Rhea Ripley was a baby face or a heel. But after this, I just kept thinking to myself, they really need to make uh, Rhea Ripley into a strong baby face. For those who already think that she's a baby face, make her into a strong baby face and actually have her uh, go head to head with Charlotte, who's like the ultimate heel. I mean, to to further your point, these are the results like 15 percent thought heel, 16 percent thought baby face. So in reality, Denise, nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. I thought she was a heel. Come on. She was teaming with Naya and Shayna. So like for the longest time, I had referred to her as a heel. Yeah, she said, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, stick your head in doo-doo, and only heels say that. Aaron Entertainment says, this match, top three matches of the night, maybe the best. That's saying something, too, because I thought almost, almost every match tonight was good, but there were three that stood out above me, or above all others for me. Nurguru says, Charlotte Rhea is going to be ran into the ground, but, like, they're both heels. Who do we root for? Root for who you want. Root for who you want. You, do, you get to pick. 
Sh- d- decide on your own. No, it shouldn't be like that. It should not be like that. I disagree. I love it. I love having two absolute gobshites that I get to decide which one sucks less. I I really enjoy it. Rage Lack says, so mad I can't watch the show. Was working and due to the no rewind feature on Peacock, I have to wait for the watch along to finish in an hour or so. Buddy, I'm sorry. Our show will be here. Don't worry. King Mamba says you live under a rock. Some of these sayings are like common yeah. knowledge. And where does King Mamba live, all right? This is what I want to know. Nobody here in Los Angeles talks like that, okay? Looks like Los Angeles to me. You swear. You swear. Maybe he was on vacation. Maybe that's not even him. I Look, that, all I'm saying is that those those little, like, comments aren't necessarily anything that's regularly heard here we talk like normal regularly okay you just said regularly so you don't talk like normal people Denise. (laughs) all right you know what (laughs) oh oh, where is he from let's try vegas vegas is weird okay weirdos in vegas come on oh please leave a thumbs up on this video if you have just tuned in or if you didn't just tune in you just want to be nice to us that helps an awful lot uh i'm also going to be encouraging you guys Leave us a nice review on iTunes. Even if you don't watch over there, it helps people find us on iTunes. So please be a gentleman or gentlewoman and do that. The Mysterios, or as Denise would call them, the Mysteriosos uh, with regularly just defeated the Dirty Dogs, Denise, and they beat the brakes off of uh, Dominic backstage. You got Jamie Noble back there trying to to raise that thing up. He's like, oh, my God, I can't lift it. I can't lift it, everybody. So Dominic's just stuck underneath there. And Ray is like, no, you're not going to wrestle this match. So Ray just does it himself. What'd you think? I thought that the story for this match could have been a lot better. I thought that it was a good match. It was fine. But I think given the big payoff of father and son tag team, that the story should have been a lot more powerful. And I posted this on Twitter basically saying, had they literally just chosen to, instead of attacking Dominic, and they should have attacked Rey Mysterio in- instead, considering that Dominic is essentially the weak link. You're looking at Rey Mysterio, who's a former champion. So if you would have had them attack attack uh Rey Mysterio instead and have Dominic essentially be the one having to like try to last as long as he possibly could in this match. It would have showed, you know, the grit that Dominic could have. And then also with Rey Mysterio, he would eventually, you know, obviously came back into the match, try to help out his son, given the good, you know, father that he is, it would have been a good father son story. And I know some people were like, Oh, Dominic, he he's not, he's not ready to be in that spot. He's too green or whatever the arguments were. I really do think that it would have worked because obviously he would have been in there in the ring with somebody like Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, who would have definitely carried him, you know, to a fine match. So honestly, I think that the story could have been told a lot better. I thought that they went a very simple route with it. Uh, I think we all knew that Rey Mysterio and Dominic were going to be winning this match. There, At least in yeah. my mind, there was no doubt. But I do think that the story could have been a lot stronger and a lot emotional. So the payoff at the end could have been a lot of a bigger impact. Maybe it was a crime of opportunity. Maybe they just ran into Dominic and they were like, you know, whichever one that we run into, we're going to whip that ass. I thought the match itself was pretty good. Like Rude just decked Ray with the clothesline. There was that slide into the super kick. And one the, the spot I even liked more was the reverse powerbomb into the fame asser. Like that is such a dope double team spot. But uh, the Mysterios get the win and his Cyclops says, 
Baby champ won and nobody cares. It's Uso time. They do feel like transitional champions until the Usos decide that they want to become tag team champions. Yeah, it felt like such a something like a, a sweet story. Like we have the opportunity there. So let's just go ahead and run with it. That's really what it feels like. And I did I did love that spot where Rude tossed out Rey Mysterio and he went straight into uh, Ziggler's boot. I thought that was a really awesome moment as well. Very, very cool. I think the Mysterios probably end up dropping these titles pretty quick. And Bezo Banks says, this is a match that dragged hell along for me. It kind of did feel that way early on, but because I knew we weren't getting like more than a three hour pay-per-view, it, it wasn't that bad. Like I, I didn't have to worry about being anchored to my desk for like three and a half, four hours. So I was like, all right, they're going to fill out some time. It was a, it was a smaller match card than usual, Denise, like seven matches total. So I, I think that's good. They can sink their teeth more into stories. And if they've got some stuff to tell, they can tell it on raw and SmackDown to, to get it through there. Yeah. Exactly. Can, Connecting people through wrestling says, did you ever get around to baking a Hot Pocket? Oh, who, me? Yeah. I, guess I, so. had, I had two Hot Pockets. They were great. I became a fan. What kind was it again? I think you told me. Pepperoni? Pepperoni and cheese. Turkey and ham's pretty good. I haven't had I one in like forever. Ham. Ooh. Bryant Heath says, Denise said the S word, so she's lost the true blue baby face shtick. Oh, I feel like I've said way worse than that. You have. You have. Yeah. I've, I've, like, when... We get off the air. Denise does curse often. Yeah, okay, Sean, that better not be in the documentary, okay? What the hell is in the documentary? I don't know. Matt Raikil. Put on. Am I going to have to put out like a statement to defend my character after this? Probably. Okay, Probably. cool. I, I wanted to. Publicist. Uh, how old will you be? I'm not going to tell you now. Hold on. I'll just Google it. No. Denise but Salcedo age. Not, right? Okay, you're going to be okay. I, I see. The lady, her age, man. I see your age. Although it already says that you are as old as what you're turning. Damn, they fast forwarded me. They, I still they, have like a day left. They have the date of birth on there, but it already says you are that many years and then two By days. The way, you can say my age. I'm not like. Oh, 20, it says you're going to be 29. I was just trying to troll you here. Wrestle talk. Oh, Luke says, no. come on, SRS. I am not happy with Luke. Luke does not have the right to call you out right now. Luke yeah. made fun of me. I'm not talking to him. We broke up. It's done. Danuk is over. Daniel says, expecting award-winning documentary work tomorrow. It's going to be award-winning. Mu- I'm going to win a VMA for this, Denise. And it's going to expose you. A it's VMA gonna expo- for a music video. Ricardo Holt says, F-bomb Denise in the house. Happy birthday. There you go. There you go. Also, um, yeah, yeah, I'll just I'll just stop it there. Uh, <laughs> Matt Reichel says, thoughts on Helena Cell going to June. So here's the word, Denise. Helena Cell confirmed for June. That's next month. Uh, I had reported on FightfulSelect.com, subscribe today, um, that there's an undetermined pay-per-view for July. Andrew Zarian, who is very, very accurate and very reputable, Matt Men podcast, said that that is money in the bank and it will have fans. So it's looking like Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam. It looks like WWE is like, all right, we're going to throw every single thing we got this summer. I, I respect it. I just hope that the stories build up effectively. Yeah, and I actually think it's a lot smarter to have Money in the Bank the, like essentially be the first pay-per-view with an audience because you, 
in terms of having a of having Helena South for the audience, it's not necessarily something that the fans will enjoy as much as that they would probably enjoy Money in the Bank, where they can actually see what's happening. Denise, what's your horoscope sign? Taurus. You know that. Mm, that's that's. I thought it was a Taurus, as you said last night. Yeah, Taurus. There you go. Taurus. Come on. Taurus. You were pretending that you didn't know how people, white people. Oh, because everybody say, was saying Taurus. Why the hell are you saying Taurus? They were saying Taurus on comedy. I thought, I thought it was Black Taurus. Yeah, no, you could say Black Black Taurus, or you can say, or you can say, I would probably prefer them say Black Taurus, but I mean, it depends on what he wants, right? I watched the product. Joel Wood says pepperoni already makes Denise my favorite person. Hey, there you go. And somebody says, we love Denise. The bean kicked in. <laughs> Cyclops says, Hollywood Denise been healed since the hammer incident. Uh, she is going to get exposed. Oh, I know exposed. what you're doing. I can get into your mind, Sean. I know you well enough now at this point. <sighs> Guys, so here we are. We're at the main event, the real main event of this podcast, Denise. On Monday, Damian Priest is backstage picking the stipulation for this match. He says, a lumberjack match. I don't care if they're aliens or zombies. And then today, I hear zombies are going to be at the show, and they're going to be lumberjacks. And I say, what? Well, it's to promote Batista's new movie. Brandon Charles Powell says, I suppose if Batista returns to a live crowd in his boot, we'll know why. Not a fan of the zombies, but on the plus, they appeared to have eaten the Miz. Now Priest can move on with his life. Um, so zombies are the lumberjacks. John Morrison finds these, uh, which are comprised of performance center recruits. I have a list of some of them on fightfulselect.com. Subscribe today. And they're grabbing at Miz and, and Damian Priest. And they've got to fight him off briefly. The only redeeming thing about this, I did think it was cool that John Morrison was like going action star on them and doing cool stuff but he shouldn't have had to because this should have never happened, Denise. This was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I had people with the balls to say, well, if this is AEW, would you have a problem with it? Yes, I would have a problem with it. It sucked. I had people that said, well, well oh, hold on. Yeah, you say you want WWE to try something different, and then they do, and then you say it sucks. That ain't good. Different? But shitty is still shitty. This was shitty. As Michael Bunch says, the Miz in March, WWE champion, two months later, eaten by zombies. Gotta love WWE logic. Hey, you know what? Rick Grimes was the, the, the lead on his show and he got eaten by Well, he didn't actually disappeared. Spoiler alert. But lots of people been eaten by zombies. Lots of respectable people, Denise. But this sucked so bad. This was so bad. Bezos says, what's worse, this or the Street Raiders thing? This. This was not good. So I posted another poll. 1,400 people voted on this, okay? 50% of those voters put that they felt embarrassed by this, okay? You should not feel embarrassed. And may I add that the other 30% either thought, what the fuck, or hated it. Only 14% of those voters thought that it was awesome. Yeah, uh, that is not 
a very good portion of your audience. Now, there was also a scary spot where Damien landed on Miz's knee. Hope Miz is okay. But Damien Priest wins. This sucked. Damien Priest has now beaten Miz in three singles matches and a WrestleMania tag match. They should have ended it at WrestleMania. Had that <clears throat> nice moment with Bad Bunny. Hell, that was one of the most, uh, like, that was one of the most uh, moments that everybody, like, one of the best moments on WrestleMania from those two nights where people were legit surprised and taken aback by how much they enjoyed that tag team match. Hell, it was one of my favorite matches of that week. So they should have really just ended it there on a high note. Move on. Oh, we have a lot of super chats about this more than anything. And this is on a good show. Drew says Miz would have won if he brought the Sandman. Yeah, he did good against the ECW zombie. RIP. A lot of people were making ECW zombie jokes, but unfortunately that guy passed away. Isaac said, you know, for a pay-per-view where two men with families were cannibalized in front of my very eyes, I came away with it from a very satisfied. Yeah, despite one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen in wrestling, I thought this show was really great. Yeah, and I mean, look, it, it gives us something to talk about. I don't know. I'm trying to look at the bright side here. It was really, really dumb. And it, what's sad is that it really took away from me being able to actually pay attention to this match because the second you have zombie lumberjacks, it tells me, Denise, you don't have to try that hard and pay attention to this. You can just half pay attention. We have some more bright side stuff. Ryan Martin says, minus that, this is one of the best pay-per-views in a while. All matches delivered. I got to agree. This is one of my favorite of the pandemic uh, from WWE. Thomas Garner is less kind. He says zombies. And they said AEW set back the business 30 years. SMH. Everything else is pretty good though. Who made that comment? Who made the 30 years comment? I've been seeing that a lot lately. But maybe I missed who said it. Bryant Heath says. I mean at least the zombie extras got paid. I have nothing for this one guys. Well uh, most of them were poor, poor, uh, performance center people. So I don't know if they got paid any extra. And Bob Harris says, zombies were just literally controlling the lumberjacks. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Ugh. I mean, they could easily come back and tell us that tomorrow I on know. Monday. I didn't even think of that as a possibility. Bob, don't put that evil on us. Don't put that evil on us, man. Rob Reed says, didn't get to watch the pay-per-view tonight. And after hearing about zombies, I'm glad I didn't. No, you should. You should really watch the pay-per-view and just not watch the zombies. It was a lot of fun. Fast forward that part because it was pretty embarrassing. And then turns out that I was the only dumb person that did not know why there was an Elvis zombie. I tweeted like, why is there an Elvis zombie? And everybody had an answer. And I felt really dumb after that. What was the answer? Go ahead. Say it. On well, apparently there's like an Elvis in the movie and the movie takes place in Las Vegas. Well, I mean, not everybody. I, didn't not- even, I never even see. I hadn't even seen the trailer for this movie. Yeah. Or film or whatever the hell. I don't even know anymore. Joel Wood and, and Hannah have cleared this up. He said, nobody said the 30 years comment. It was a, rap, a report about what officials thought backstage. Hannah says it was a rumor, I think, from RSN. They claimed that someone in WWE management said the 20 years thing. I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, quite frankly, if I wanted a particular quote from about anybody, you can just ask around and get that quote. If it, it, you, you talk to the right person, whether they're happy, jaded, sad, Different different days, different attitudes, that type of thing. Nerd Guru says, great show tonight, save the walking dud. <laughs> I'll, I'll save the rest of his comment for later. But Ken Shearer says, we all thought the 30 years back comments were expressing disgust. Turns out it was just excitement for the possibility of zombie lumberjacks like it's 1981. That's 40 years back. 
here's the thing too now is that I better if we we after these zombies essentially ate the Miz, I no longer and I'm sorry to the Miz, no longer want to see the Miz as WWE champion once again. Yeah. This should be it, finito, done. Uh, Luke says this should have been for Truth Gulak instead. I agree. It would have been funnier if it was a backstage segment. By the way, does that belt exist anymore? I don't know. I have no idea. Daniel R says, what is creative on when they are like zombies? Uh, I guess they each their own, but I was not a fan. You have Roman and this on the same card. That's a very good point. I know wrestling's a variety show, Denise, but when you've got the the artistic beauty of what we saw in that main event and this, it's like, eh, okay. Entertainment and sports entertainment, you know? Yeah. Marco says, I had someone try to debate this is better than arcade anarchy. Huh? What? Who? Oh man, I mean there was there was some stuff I didn't like about Arcade Anarchy, but Chris Statlander and and I Sue Anarchy. It was, it was fun. Like it? I, it was, thought, I thought it. I thought it was harmless. Daniel says Miz versus Priest probably on Raw tomorrow. Miz has to be a zombie now. Tomorrow, no, Miz not come back for at least. Or yeah, he can find come back. No, I don't want to see the Miz as a zombie. Not forget it. Nothing. Nothing. Not. I don't want. They're nothing. gonna be a zombie team. No, Sean. No, don't even say it. Don't even say it because then somebody will be like, you know what? That's a really good idea. And then we'll be watching and I have to sit the three hours of Raw and then come on here and talk about it for an hour. So please, no. Miz and Morrison are going to be a zombie team tomorrow, I bet. But here's the thing, too. And they did the whole bunnies thing. So bunnies, zombies. Isaac says, Batista is such a heel for unleashing these zombies on us. F you, Big Dave. He's like the most beloved person in wrestling until tonight. I hope your movie does terrible in your Hall of Fame induction. Is this worse than Blue Tista? Yes. Yes, <laughs> it is. Braden Gervais says, Halloween's on Sunday this year. Halloween Havoc, which reminds me, it's May right now, Denise. They couldn't have saved this. I know uh, I would have let it slide a little bit more if this was during Halloween time. Okay, or, I really would. Or if it was like cinematic, something stupid and cinematic. Um, Halloween Havoc this year, I, I feel like that's they'll probably do like an NXT takeover, uh, Halloween Havoc like that. But yeah, is this Joel, worse than the undies? Then the Miz beating Damian Priest in his undies. What's worse, Sean? Um. I'm going to say this, but that was really bad. It's like 51-49 to me. Okay. Taxel says, RoboCop versus Horde of Zombies at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. I mean, at least the right person won this match, but it was, yeah. And the little, with the with the PR stunt at the end, I like that. Yeah. 69 Names Deegan says, is Johnny and Mizzle dead now? I mean, not going to lie. They were the best Lumberjacks I've ever seen. They were unbiased and stayed out of the ring. That's what Drew Gulak said. Drew Gulak was like, I, for one, think that they did a good job. I mean, yeah. If if I was their supervisor and these zombies called me up a week later and they said, hey, listen, can I list you as a reference? I'd go, yeah, you did a hell of a job. You were impartial. You, you did what you were supposed to do. So what you're telling me now is that all of those zombies can now go to apply to Universal Studios because they have this great reference come Halloween. Yeah. They'll be the zombies at Universal Studios. Yes. Nerd Guru says, I was scared for Cameron Grimes during this. <laughs> That's a good good shout. By the way, guys, check out our 
Check out our NXT post show every Tuesday night, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. Alex Palowski, if you liked him on my Raw and SmackDown reviews a couple years back, if you like Sour Graps, if you like him on the post-AEW show, you will love his post-NXT show. George Fitzpatrick says, which number of the night that wrestling died are we on for zombies? I think probably like 12 now. 12 now. Me and Alex would always do the night that wrestling died, like number one, two, three, four. We stopped counting at one point. Not surprised. Joel Woods says, Impact once stabs, stabbed Allie in the throat, so I've seen stupid. Oh, I hated that underworld or that under undead realm stuff. I did not like that at all. I didn't. And um, Night Track says, Supernatural and wrestling are like oil and water. They got it right with Kane and with Undertaker. And nobody else. And and they went through a lot of trial and error with both of them because they did a lot of stupid shit with them too, Denise. Yeah, and I've never liked the supernatural stuff. And I think that's also part of the reason why I was never a fan of Lucha Underground either. I didn't like all of that type of stuff. There. There's some people that are willing to suspend their disbelief and some people who aren't. I could, I could to a certain extent. Yeah. Joe Jossa says, honestly, Miz and Morrison and zombies would be worth it just to see Alex eviscerated on Sour Graphs later. That's a good point. That might make us a few bucks. And Ryan Martin says, want to send a big congrats to an Italian Tamina on the big tag team title win. Uh, Tamina's reaction left me emotional. To me, considering how bad they booked those titles, Denise, seeing Tamina's reaction and what she said backstage about how, how often people take having a title for granted because she's never had one. That was that seemed very special. That was so cool to see. Yeah, I agree. It was a nice moment. And fellas, if you want your nice moments to be even nicer, you don't want to be carrying around a big nasty bush. Go to manscaped.com and use the code FIGHTFUL. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. The new trimmer was just released, and we were one of the first to get our hands on it to share the news. Over 2 million men worldwide trust Manscaped. And you can save 20% off and get free worldwide shipping when you use the promo code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. The advanced ceramic blade and skin safe technology on that 4.0 is so good. Seems like they're, they're, what are you doing? I'm trying to act out shaving. My God. My God. (laughs) Well, let me tell you. You're not going to be looking like Christopher Daniels. Your ball sack isn't going to be looking like Christopher Daniels on a Wednesday night. Not with that skin-safe technology. What makes this trimmer different than others? A new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. Created for people who like to travel. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn on and off the 4000K LED spotlight when needed for a more precise shave. And you can go with guard length sizes one to four. Maybe you're looking to keep it a little bit shaggy down there, Denise. Manscaped.com has got you covered. Sizes one through four. And looks-wise, it's sleek with a two-toned matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil-stamped black chrome Manscaped logo. Show off that dong mower loud and proud. Plus, it's waterproof, too. And let me tell you, there will be some moisture going 
when she sees your beautifully manicured nutsack. So it's a good thing that it's waterproof. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped.com. Dude, that was like some freaking improv and acting class, man. Talk about feeling the pressure. I, I now that Do I've you discovered have any idea how terrible inappropriate things I just did right now because I felt the pressure. Yeah, I saw the screen, Denise. I mean, I, I do that all the time. My entire life. I mean, I do that all the time, Denise. It's not it's not that big of a deal. You did good. You did all right. Thanks. You did all right, kid. Thanks. Well, WWE did all right. Let, let's go I ahead and, and put on my resume. I can mime a manscaped ad. Man. Oh, somebody says, I wish Denise was on Cameo. Bezo Banks. Uh, just for this performance. Well, there you go. Thank you. Brandon Charles Powell says, super chat for the SRS nerd glasses and Denise's sign language. I know. And I really hope that I didn't do like, I don't know sign language. I hope none of that stuff actually meant anything because I don't even know what I just did. Joel Wood says, having Denise is the only person on the screen with this Manscaped ad makes Sean the MVP of this podcast. Well, I, I do what I what I Wait, can. Hold on. I do the work and you get to be the MVP? You see what I mean? You see what I mean? This is Rob not Reed. fair. You thought you were safe, but you weren't. And Volob says, don't you mean shear the news? Ha, 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 pal. Volob also says, I woke up and started watching the pay-per-view in the middle of Priest and Miz and just rolled with it. That's a rough one to get started off on, right? Yeah, because you're like, am I still dreaming? Am I awake? Am I back in reality? What is this, the Twilight Zone? Oh, man. Oh, man. Guys, get your super chats in. We've got a few matches left, obviously. Uh. Mm, guys, don't send inappropriate super chats. Not only will I not read them, oh, you'll no. get banned. It was my fault, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Oh, thank Hector God. Rodriguez says, "Hey Denise, Sean, what did you all think of the zombies? I thought it was terrible. I thought it was bad, but it was also funny at how bad it was. So, like, stupid funny. I won't. I don't want to see it again, and I would not give my stamp of approval for that." Why are you laughing? Dave Batista sent out a tweet and says, WTF you telling me? You think I booked a bunch of fucking zombies? I'm on a damn plane. Shouldn't you be treating Vince? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> that I mean, is so sad. He did say that he he did say that he sent some of his friends, Denise. That's true, but maybe he didn't know did he maybe he didn't know what exactly Hackley was gonna happen i don't know oh i don't think that he had any idea it was gonna go like that my god but uh we had a, another good match up next bianca belair defeated bailey what'd you think of this match i thought this match was actually pretty good and even though the ending was probably i don't know how people felt about the ending i actually liked it because i kind of felt that it is obviously going to continue to further along the story with Bailey and Bianca. And I really do think that moving forward, if they actually allow it, they can make for a better story. So I hope so, because at the same time, Bianca doesn't have that very many challengers. That was one of the things that I was talking about during my SmackDown post show is that when I was looking at the SmackDown women's roster, there really aren't a lot of options for these uh, challengers for Bianca Belair for the title. So I really do think what else can you do but keep furthering the story along with her and Bailey? I mean, yeah, you look at it. There are eight women on the SmackDown roster right now. 
Two of them are tag champs. One is Bianca. One is Bailey. One is Sasha, who she just beat. So there is Carmella, Liv. Ruby, and Liv. Yeah. And that's man. It. Like, I- I'm sorry, but that's just like not good. Like, yeah, you can have this great star power champion in Bianca, but at the end of the day, she's gonna need more than just one challenger at this point. Yeah, uh, I-, I liked this match because Bianca Belair is so unique in that she can sell as an underdog because she's facing a woman that one, she has lost to before, but two, that was a champion for practically like a year and a half. Somebody says, Mia Yim? Mia Yim's on SmackDown? Uh, let me know. When, when have you seen Mia Yim on SmackDown, guys? When Tell me when you saw Mia Yim on SmackDown, because you didn't. Even if she was, that's still not enough. We still need Yeah. Mia Yim is not on SmackDown yet. Not until she pops up on SmackDown. Aleister Black has been on SmackDown. He ain't done anything on there. Nobody has, like, she ain't there yet until she and comes up Reginald on TV. at this point. Yeah. Uh, but this this match was was good because Bianca is good enough to play like the the inexperienced champion to Bailey, but also like a dominant brute force babyface that is capable of incredible things. And Bailey whiffing on that suicide dive, holy cow, that was cool. Bezo Banks says, might be in the minority, but the show didn't do it for me until Bianca Bailey thought the WWE title match was great and the main event humped. Well, I think if you even just watched from here on, you watched a really good pay-per-view, Denise. Yeah, I would agree with that because the opening match was good. And then obviously once we get to this Bailey bianca match and then everything from then on, yeah. NerdGuru says, maybe Becky versus Bianca at SummerSlam. I would be very shocked. And I think that's probably a WrestleMania match as well. But I, I wouldn't count on that one. I wouldn't count on that. Uh Cameron says, guys, we're in the critically acclaimed Thunderdome. Adnan Verk. Oh, his commentary keeps getting worse. So this finish, Bianca counters a rose plant, ties up Bailey, and gets the pin. I like it. Uh, maybe I didn't get a good look at it. Some people are saying it wasn't executed well. I'll go back and look at it again. But Bailey is livid after this. I love the cheater being mad that she got cheated, Denise. And what did she tell Michael Cole? She did something to his nose, but I didn't talk to him. He said, replay it now. Write it in your notes. Yeah, that's Bianca's a cheater. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And then she like actually throws his notes or something. There are people mentioning Lacey Evans is a challenger. She's pregnant. Lacey ain't going to be back for at least a year if she ever comes back. My God. Probably even more than a year. Who knows? I don't know. Kate Hensler said they made this dead pay-per-view walk again with real zombies. And Hector says, Batista totally regrets sending that tweet wholeheartedly. Or die. Yeah. He hops on a plane, minding his own business, and then bam, he's, his Twitter account is blowing up and he's being blamed for probably one of the silliest things we've seen on WWE television. Guys, we've got two matches left. Get your super chats in. It would greatly, uh, it would mean a lot to us. We would greatly appreciate it. Norm Summers says, got my second shot today. Took a nap. Woke up late for the pay-per-view. Were zombies as lumberjacks or was I hallucinating? Oh my God. Everybody woke up during the zombies match. It's like every like wrestling fan's internal clock was like, wake up and turn on WWE. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
Well, we got a great WWE Championship match. A sirloin beef sons of bitches battle, Denise. Lashley, Strowman, and McIntyre went about 200,000 miles an hour nonstop and did not stop. There were like big slams. They just beat each other's ass. Strowman did a cannonball off the apron. Uh, there were there were tons of like choke slams and spine busters, and Lashley got sent into some stuff that exploded. And then they they went outside, and and Strowman caught Drew McIntyre midair, which is still impressive because he's a big boy. Power bombed him. Still, the most impressive thing I saw beyond all that was just Drew effortlessly doing a Michinoku driver to Braun, just like eh, light work. This match ruled. This was an awesome match. And the reason for that is that there was no dull moment in this match whatsoever because they used all of their, you know, big power moves. It was just go, 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 go. And you really got that from this match. My actual uh, favorite part was when uh, Strowman was going for the Strowman Express and then Drew got him in a belly to belly. And then that led to the uh, to the power bomb on the table. And that was my favorite part of the entire match. But every time like Drew McIntyre went to the top rope, I thought that was badass. Uh, the ending I thought was pretty cool too. I mean, overall, I thought this match was very entertaining and it delivered in the sense when you look at these three guys, the kind of match that you would expect for them to have or that you would want them to have, it was this one. They didn't go about it in different way they gave the fans what they wanted here wow this was an incredible display of just big violent strength holy cow this was outstanding Uh, now as for braun i think it's probably the best match he's had that was had three or less people in it there was the SummerSlam 17 match that had four people in it that i thought was great but braun worked like the majority of this match he was not a weak link in this and at this point, Braun's been wrestling like four or five years. So, I mean, he's an experienced fella as well. Brandon Charles Powell says the WWE match was a surprise, of the, or the WWE title match was a surprise of the night. Wasn't sure what to expect going in. Totally surpassed my expectations. WWE seems to do really good with these three and four person matches, Denise. Yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of them. And I know that, you know, even like when you think of the WrestleMania match, the triple threat, uh, the Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Edge. I know a lot of people had different opinions about that, but I I love that match. And there's so many other matches that I can think of that I recall really enjoying. But uh, I just think that like overall, we all expected Braun Strowman here was really just there to take the pit. So the fact that obviously he went in there and shined and well, they all did, right? But at this, we all knew what he was there for. Let's be real. Yes. Tigo says, what did you think of almost UFC like back to back to back title matches on top of the card? It helps make them feel important and not like time fillers. Hashtag FTF. I really like that, Denise. Stack the end of the show. Do it like that. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why you can't do it like that. If And I know there are a lot of old timers that'll say, well, pacing and well, you want to build and then bring it down. No, leave it on those people in the match to build and bring it up and bring it down and all that stuff. There's things I'm not excited about coming back to wrestling, like the the sit in a in a hold for two minutes to get heat spot when fans come back. But I hope that, that this is one of those things they keep is stack the show towards the end. Yeah, I'm 100% here for that because obviously, like, especially when you're watching a long show, you don't want to be feeling, like, rough or you're just like, all right, let's get to the main event and there. Now, I like building up to- towards it. 
Hector says the Michinoku driver from Drew DeBron impressed me. It impressed me too. Not that he could do it. Well, I mean, it impressed me. But I wasn't surprised that he could do it, Denise. I was surprised he did it with what looked like very little effort. Yeah, making him look like he weighed 10 pounds. It was incredible. Really like that. Uh, we had some super chats from the, the last uh, match as well. Bezo says, was match was really good. Can't believe Bianca makes her own gear. Man, she does an incredible job at that as well. Felt so bad she lost the handle of the braid after the finish. But or on the finish, but Bianca Bailey Hell in a Cell probably because they do every match two hundred times, Denise, and they've already done this one like three times. It's definitely going to happen, and I do think that we are going to be seeing uh, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre in a Hell in a Cell. Oh. I feel like that's probably the direction that they're heading in. And to be honest, I don't mind it that much because I do think that they can do the whole redemption story with Drew McIntyre since obviously he lost his title last year's last hell in the south uh so i do think that they can actually make this into something if anything because you just know that's where they're headed joe pearl says 305 live in full effect oh hot diggity dog it is you know what else is in effect fightful magazine my friends check out the new edition of fightful magazine at fightfulmag.com the greatest story never told if you've ever heard of a fake awa well, there you go. We've got Matt Cardona's writing debut, the former Zack Ryder. Taylor Hendricks writes about breakout female free agent stars of 2021. Uh, we've got a, a story about Terry Funk versus Ric Flair from Joel Holbert. A story about Bobby Lashley's journey to the top of WWE. The latest in our Ricky Steamboat interview series. There is so much stuff there. A lot of evergreen content as well. Please check that out. Fightfulmag.com is now available uh, via physical media, you can get it delivered right to you, my friends. Fightfulmag.com. Well, we have reached the main event, and a good main event it was. But Hector says, L. Wagner Mania oh, huh? is not as amused with the zombies. I was so confused. Yeah, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. But this match was incredible. Holy crap. Roman Reigns defeats Cesaro to retain the title. Now, we see some Uso drama backstage, Denise. Jimmy lets Jay know that he's not Roman's bitch, but this match was just high art to me. I never doubted that Roman Reigns was going to win it. I didn't care. I was here for it. I like Cesaro's work. I, I like what he does, and I like the story. I'm here for the ride, Denise. And this was a ride. This was a blast. I think so too. And I think when you talk about it being a ride, I can feel that because I went into this thinking 100%. There's no chance in how that Cesaro is going to win whatsoever. And I, I, I was even saying this, like on the main backlash predictions, like there's just absolutely no way. It's definitely going to be Roman Reigns. During this match, I started thinking, oh, snap. I was like, as much as I like Cesaro and would be happy for Cesaro to win, I'm not ready to see Roman Reigns lose the title. And I started thinking, damn, what if they actually do do it? Yeah. So they fooled me enough during this match where I started to think, oh, shit, like what if they actually do give Cesaro the belt? <laughs> And then afterwards, like, I started getting emotionally invested in this match. So not only was I entertained the technical aspect of it, the storytelling aspect of it, but I actually got carried away with my emotions thinking, well, what if they do this? What if they do that? Blah, blah, blah. They fooled me. And I like that because, again, I went into this with 100% expecting Roman Reigns to walk out as champion. 
the setups in this match. Cesaro starting out strong with that big dive and the European uppercut and the sharpshooter. And then Reigns working the arm over methodically. Limb work does not have to be boring, Denise. It can be Roman Reigns turning, talking shit to the camera. This was some of his best heel work. Now, I grant, I know that a lot of times it makes you like him even more. But this was just really, really good. And then when Cesaro applies that sharpshooter, he switches the arm because it's too hurt. And then he turns it around into a crossface. This was beauty. And Lance Adelphia on Twitter said to me, I don't know if this is the best match of Cesaro's career, but it's the greatest match of his career. That was a really, really good point. Like him barely kicking out of the powerbomb and then barely getting out of the guillotine, but Roman being like, no, no, you're done. Reapplying and and submitting him. And then Cesaro waking up. There were... You see all the little things, and when all the little things come together, Denise, it creates big things. Exactly, and I I want to circle back on what you talked about him of Roman Reigns working on the arm of Cesaro because yeah, when you think of Cesaro and you think of his strength and you think of like most of his offense, what are you thinking about? You're th- you're thinking of the swing, you're thinking of those uppercuts, and what is he doing? He's weakening his arms and he's weakening the chances of him essentially, uh, you know, getting stuck in one of those positions. Uh, I liked I liked all of that. I liked uh, Cesaro's sharpshooter. I thought that was really awesome uh, when he turned it into a, a crossface. I thought that was awesome. Cesaro slamming Roman was really cool when he was in the guillotine was really cool, especially also, too. There was this moment where Roman had the guillotine and then he kind of lost the grip a little bit after Cesaro t- slammed him on the mat. So I really like that, too. All of that, like that, just that whole sequence of events that took place in that like last final moments was good. It was this big lead up to it. But here's the thing, too, is that a lot of times, you know, a lot of matches you get, you know, obviously the very fun last few minutes of the match. Right now, this was the entire thing. And I think that Cesaro, whatever place he was on the roster, I think that this uh, this match really showed that he should be one level above that always and consistently. We have a lot of super chats about this, and rightfully so. This was an incredible piece of work that they put together. Carlos Easy says, Roman calling out Daniel Bryan while he worked over the arm was hilarious. Yes, it was. Just because somebody's not in your company anymore doesn't mean you can't refer to them. It's a point of the story. And Carlos also says, what a main event. Love the settling of the arm, all the creative counters. Cesaro's corkscrew plancha made me actually jump out of my couch. Sometimes you forget exactly how athletic that guy is. I love that spot too. I, I've, I even forgot to mention it, so I'm so glad they did. And Bezos says, might be a small point, uh, but after the finish when Cesaro popped up from being KO'd, I legit hopped out of my seat because what's so what great selling. Denise, I have seen people like, a lot of times when new people will come in, they'll ask to be like put to sleep, so to speak, so they know how far they can go, what it feels like. I have seen people wake up just seconds later. It just takes that long. And they go, ah, oh, I was flying through space. Like They have no <laughs> idea where they are, what they're doing for like half a second, and then they're good. That was a really, really great touch. And you can tell Cesaro has been in that before. Uh, wacky name says, do we get Sean in swimsuits in the fightful mag? Hey, subscribe and find out. And F50 says, Sean, you got to sell those copies. F50 says, I'm going to get straight to the zombie stuff. Hated it. But then remember that we all support a literal dead man. Wrestling makes me need alcohol. Yeah. Where do we draw the line here? Yes. 
So we have a lot more super chats about this. Uh, Brian F says DB noticeably absent during the pre-match video. Yeah, but he was mentioned in the main event. And Ricardo Holt said Cesaro versus Reigns made Cesaro moving forward. So that's a big point for me, Denise. How many dog shit, lame finishes do we see every week? DQ, roll up on distraction, interference, all that stuff. Is Cesaro hurt one bit right now? By taking a clean. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, I thought you meant physically. <laughs> Never no, mind. No, is he hurt in the eyes no, of anybody? No, of course not. If anything, like I just said, he should be ranked up one spot above. When Win he- him in the ring, lose him in the ring. Sometimes you just run into somebody better than you on that night. Sometimes it happens. Ah, oh, man. Cameron Desat says Jimmy versus Roman at Hell in a Cell plus just join select. Well, thank you very much. I think that would be a, a funny one or, or a fun one, rather, not a funny one. It might, it might be funny. Hell if I know. Uh, Daniel says, who should beat Roman? I don't see a, a clear hangman page here like for Kenny Omega. Me either, Denise. I don't see anybody. And I've been saying this about Walter, too, because I would always have people say, who's going to beat Walter? And I say, that person doesn't exist yet. You you decide who it's going to be when they get white hot. And I hope that with money in the bank, they actually give it to somebody that we think is going to be credible enough to actually be taken seriously to possibly win a title. And they could they could do so much with that, too. But even then, as of right now, if you were to tell me Denise, pick a name, I'd be like, I don't have anybody for you. Hector Rodriguez says, will the mag have more info than PWI? Just curious. I, I don't read PWI, unfortunately. I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't read it. Uh, but ours will have a lot of evergreen content. Almost all of it will be just as useful six months from now as it is now. And let me tell you, we are very well connected in, in that sense. we got a lot of cool stuff there. Flim Flam Mandrew says, every Reigns match is a storytelling masterpiece. This finish was so perfect. Feels good to be rewarded for investing into a match. This wasn't like a rocket science build, Denise. They took a guy who fans have been behind for a while. They did subtle little things like Reigns looking at him and telling him to shut up. Him passing up a title shot so Daniel Bryan could get one. Then him earning a title shot. Roman Reigns giving him the B-plus player speech. There There was so much good stuff that led up to this. And they didn't have to beat you over the head with it. You know what they didn't have to do, Denise? They didn't have to say, Baron Corbin's King of the Ring. Did you know he's King of the Ring? He won that King of the Ring two years ago. Hey, look at him looking at his crown. Wow, is Shinsuke Nakamura looking at his crown? Is he the king now? Wow, King of the freaking Ring. You are forgetting, though, that they replayed that WrestleMania Cesaro clip like a thousand freaking times, okay? That was like really bad. That was a rib, though. That was a total rib. I don't care what it was. It was terrible. That was to set up Rollins still being upset at Cesaro. Like it was mocking him. That's what, And it was stupid. Was yes. were upset more so than Seth sure. Rollins. Sure. Drew Lytle says, I know it's off topic, but love to see both on Adam's No Rolls Barred channel for a Let's Play. All Adam Blompier needs to do is ask, and I'll come win some stuff on another channel of his. Adam already banned me from the channel. I'm not allowed. On really? It. You're banned? I'm banned. I'm legit How? banned. Because I'm banned. How'd you get banned? Because Adam said no. <laughs> I said, Adam, I'm nice enough to come play your games. And he said, no, Denise, I do not want you on my channel. I think Adam thinks that I would show up on his 
on his channel like in full gimmick like I do for Quizlemania, and I wouldn't like it's his. So whatever he says goes there. Quizlemania is a little bit different because I mean that's my show now. That's that's my show. But if I was on no holds barred or no rolls barred, I would take it seriously because that was his big concern. He's like, "Would you take it seriously, Sean?" I was like, "Yeah, I would." No fun. He is no fun. He's at very all. fun. He's very fun. Did this you slam band? Did you watch Quizlemania? The last one? No. Yeah. Oh, it's it's worth watching the finish. It's worth watching the end. Yeah, watch the finish. It was it was the closest Quizlemania of all time. Between me and Sully. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Huh, guys, get your super chats in. We are wrapping up. Omar says, "Sad to see Danuke broke up. Happy birthday, almost Denise." Yeah, and I had nothing to do with that. Luke just turned heel on me for no reason. I thought we were all good. Luke's Luke's trashing me in the chat at 4 a.m. UK time. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, so this wasn't all. There was more that happened. Seth Rollins comes out after all this. Now, Jey Uso had come out and put the lay on Roman Reigns, acknowledge him as the tribal chief. Cool stuff. Super kick uh, Cesaro. That's cool. That will have a match too. But Rollins gets in Reigns' face, and I'm like, oh my God, are we getting this? I don't even care if they're both heels. Who cares? I just want to see this. And he smiles, and then he goes after Cesaro. And what I don't want is another Cesaro Rollins match. And that's what Ken says. He goes, Does WWE know that Fight Forever isn't supposed to be taken literally? What do you think? I really do think that they should have just ended the show with Roman's victory, and that's it. I didn't want, I didn't like anything else that happened with Seth Rollins with all of this. I was just like, all right, cool. Let's wrap up the show. I think they should have just ended it there. He pilmanized Cesaro's arm. I'm just like, at this point, Rollins should probably be upset at the Usos because they, they got involved in his match. And I thought that's what this was down to. I thought he was going to say, I've got unfinished business with him. And that's what I would like to see because that would be interesting, Denise. But what they did was it executed well? Yes. Was it interesting to me? No, it wasn't. Uh, Rollins' suit was interesting. That was about it. Tigo, star though. Yeah, Tigo says Uso versus Uso, Hell in a Cell to acknowledge Roman. What do you think about that, Denise? I don't know because for a second, I I really thought that we were going to see either Jimmy or Jay get involved in this main event. So I at this point don't even know where they're headed anymore with this. Anthony Velasquez says, great main event. Not sure if we needed to see Rollins versus Cesaro again. I am completely with you. I don't need it again. Nerd Guru says, and and really, I don't need to see immediate rematches. I don't need to see a match immediately after. We're going to get it, though. We're going to get it. I got reservations about Hangman Page and Brian Cage, but it makes sense. I got reservations about Pinnacle and Inner Circle rematch. We'll see if it makes sense. But, I mean, doing it three, four times, it's like, all right, come on. George says, Roman and Cesaro was the best non-NXT WWE match in a decade. Psychology and emotion was excellent. I, no, I, there, More good stuff. Yeah, there, there were at least three or four that I liked in the last decade more. Uh, Terry Allen said, did you notice the weird quick scene during the brawl? Did you see that, the little glitch that popped up? Oh, yeah, I posted, but I thought it was me. I thought I pressed a button on the remote. I was like, what did I do with the peacock do? What happened? I'm Turned trying to, okay, yeah, so I see it. It, it is. Screens, right? Like, because it was there for like a while. Like, enough, there was a, like, 
you know. There was a shot of a desk and a stairway, and that's it. And that's Wait, like somebody I didn't see that I saw like a bunch of little screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the only thing that had a screen, anything on the screen. So uh, I mean, it looks like it was just an accident. Bezos says, num- the one thing I found weird was that not only did neither Uso get involved, but Jay just never did find Jimmy. I, I guess we got to wait till Friday to find out, but that is weird. But I'm glad, yeah, as, as Bezo is, that neither Uso got involved. Roman is the best, so he shouldn't need help. Yeah, and I think people were starting to also get irritated by that, always thinking that he needed Jay Uso's help. He needed Jay's. And for a second, I thought, well, what if they have him lose and they play off the they play off the fact that he didn't have help from Jay Uso? That's what I thought was going to happen at one point because I told you they they swerved me a little bit. I started thinking yeah. they really were going to give this to Cesaro. Brian Heath says I thought they were setting up for an Edge return. It's been five or six weeks. When do you think we see Edge back? I'm thinking when fans are back. I hope so because I think right now, I think right now. I, I don't think I was really feeling what Edge was doing at the moment. So I need I need a refresher. Yeah, it wasn't too hot. Phil says Cesaro Rollins arm for an arm match. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. And Jackson says, when do you think Rollins versus Reigns happens? SummerSlam? Well, then uh, NerdGuru said, I don't think we need Seth Cesaro again, but if it leads to Seth Roman at SummerSlam, count me in. I think that would be a big, big match. If they can pull it off, either probably Seth or Big E seems like the common sense one to go. Uh, Seth. Yeah, Seth would be a big one. And I think it's got to be Seth because you want to come, come out guns a-blazing when fans yeah. are back, Denise. Yes, 100%. I agree with that. Nerd Guru says, don't mean to devalue Omega's work, but even with all he's doing, he's not even close to Reigns. The man is a god and should not be beaten ever. Yeah, to me... To me, I think that Reigns has surpassed Omega in the ring for title matches of late. Not like over the last year or so, but of late, I enjoyed this a lot more than Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. I was just I was just having this conversation where I really do think that I've become a more bigger Roman Reigns fan in the yeah. last couple of months than I ever was. Uh even at the start of him being a heel. Like I was I was into it, right? But I think as it's progressed, I feel like I've become a bigger fan of his work. Well, guys, hopefully you're a big fan of our work. We did a UFC 262 watch along last night. Charles Oliveira made history. Denise did the Impact Under Siege show. But over at FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe. I can't tell you how much that that is really our lifeblood of what we do. And we're breaking more news than anybody in wrestling, period, over there. It's just five bucks to get started. Uh, and you'll get access to a lot of breaking news stories just this month. At FightfulSelect.com, we've broken news on Daniel Bryan's contract expiring, Zelina being back with WWE, the Knicks plans for Mia Yim, a bunch of AEW dark names at a WWE tryout, Killer Kelly heading to Impact, uh, of course, uh, the NXT TakeOver In Your House news, which apparently uh, WWE says is broken by somebody else. No big deal. No big deal. FightfulSelect.com broke it, uh, you know. And as we wrap up, Somebody reminded me, MVP says he's got a surprise for Bobby Lashley on Raw. What do you think it is? No idea. Zombies. Oh, come on. It's going to be zombies. I hope not. Mm. Well, I've got a, a music video documentary for Denise tomorrow. We are going to expose Denise at the top of the show. So be Wait, here. Hold on. So you're going to expose me at the very top and then have to make me sit through an entire Raw review? Yes. That's a one. Or 11 to 10 p.m. Eastern. At least do it at the end. 
11 so I can do my job properly. 11 10 p.m. Eastern. We kick off with the Denise Salcedo music video documentary showcase film premiere debut feature length film. Oh, now it's a feature. All right, cool. It's going to be great. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Uh, please support our other shows, The Distraction. Uh, as, as mentioned, Fightful Select has Sour Graps. It's got my Q&A show I do every week. It's got a backstage report podcast with 10 to, 10 to 20 minutes of exclusive news. And on Monday, I got an interview with Johnny Gargano. You know, must be nice. It is nice, Denise. Yeah, yeah, must be nice. What do you got going on? Well, it's my birthday on Tuesday, so there's that. And I'm working like literally every single day. You but are. Also, every day. fun of me because I'm not going to hit my 20K goal. I'm 600 followers away. And that's like, fun of me. Isn't that sad bullying a friend because they don't have enough social media followers? And Luke isn't even the one from Los Angeles. That is savage. I'm 600 followers away. I'm not going to make it. So that's happening. You're, you're 588 away. But guys... Uh, Follow Denise on Twitter. Happened, Sean. I gave up already. I gave up. I am 888 away. It's not your birthday. No one cares, Sean. I am 888 followers away from my goal of 69,000. I don't care. I want to hit that by NBA Free Agency Day, which is August 1st, but now I want to hit it by July 1st. Yeah, just rub it in. It's cool. I'm not rubbing it in. I wish you nothing but success, Denise. No, you don't. Why? Why would you say that, Denise? Because you want to expose me. Hold on. You want to expose me on my birth on the eve of my birthday. <laughs> you want to like literally make fun of me because I don't have amazing interviews happening this weekend, <laughs> and because you're almost at six. 9,000 Twitter followers. Nice. I can't even get 20K because I'm a sad loser. There. It's done. My confidence has been shut, shot down, Sean. I hope you're happy and satisfied. Guys, if you'll be in Jacksonville for Double or Nothing weekend, come say hi to me. Uh, walk up, hand me $20 bills, fist bump me, anything like that. Guys, thank you all so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you all being here. Uh, there are like 1,300 of you that pop up live for these shows. So um, I appreciate you all. Join us tomorrow night for Raw. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sign up. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.